Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present... The Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Chapter 2 In the Life of Pope Pius XII The Pope of Peace Dateline, October 8, 1958, West Berlin. Reports indicate that all communist governments are jamming the wavelengths of the Vatican radio as the last hours of His Holiness Pope Pius XII are being broadcast. Jamming begins whenever a Vatican spokesman announces the decline of the dying pontiff. No greater tribute could have been made to Pius XII than this evidence of the hatred and fear the communist countries felt for him. For Eugenio Pacelli had dedicated his life to the cause of justice and peace and to the Prince of Peace himself. No pope has lived through more turbulent times or brought with him richer endowments of nature and grace to assume the tremendous demands of the papacy. His loving care was tireless in working for the rehabilitation of the homeless displaced wherever they were found. These were the words of James Cardinal McGuigan, Archbishop of Toronto, Canada.
Protestants extend their sympathy to Roman Catholics in their hour of sorrow. We join with all Christians in giving thanks to Almighty God for a life given in His service. People of goodwill everywhere will sorely miss the vigor and vision that Pope Pius XII brought to the cause of a juster and fairer world. So spoke Dr. Gardner Taylor, President of the Protestant Council of the City of New York. Eugenio Pacelli, Cardinal and Secretary of State, Vatican City, was appointed Papal Chamberlain a few years before Pius XI passed away. Upon the death of Pius XI, Cardinal Pacelli assumed full responsibility for Vatican affairs, presiding over the ancient ceremony that would result in his own election to the Papal throne. The year... 1939. March the 2nd, 1939. The rain and wind blow cold across St. Peter's Square. The crowd shivers and waits. 62 cardinals are sealed off inside the Vatican. The voting was now in progress, and the crowd stared towards the chimney. Now, smoke is seen. The first ballot has been taken. The crowd shrugs impatiently, for the thin spiral of smoke is black. No pope has yet been chosen. The weather clears. The sun breaks through. And again the crowd tenses, for there is smoke coming from the chimney. White smoke. It is the quickest election of a pope since the year 1621. The new pontiff's name is announced to the crowd. A cardinal steps out onto the balcony. Annuncio vobis, gaudium manium, avemus papam. Eminentissimum, Ac reverendissimum dominum, dominum, eugenium. Sante Romane Ecclesie Cardinale Mappacelli.
Bishop of Rome, Vicar of Jesus Christ, Pontiff of the Universal Church, Patriarch of the West, Primate of Italy, Archbishop of Rome Province, Sovereign of the State of Vatican City. Ten days later, the papal coronation took place. cardinal removes the Pope's silver mitre. Another one raises the sacred tiara surmounted by an orb and a cross and places it on the pontiff's head with the solemn words, Receive this tiara of three crowns and know that you are the father of princes and kings. <laughs> election of Cardinal Pacelli is not accepted with favor in Germany because he has always opposed Nazism. Two weeks later, Hitler's troops occupied Prague, a largely Catholic community. Great Britain and France announced they would defend Poland if Germany attacked that country. On August 19th of that fateful year, the new pope addressed a group of pilgrims. I have not yet abandoned hope that the governments will be sensible to their responsibilities to save their peoples from so grave a disaster. Nothing is lost by peace. Everything can be lost by war. Poland is invaded. The Nazis occupy Holland, Belgium, Norway, Luxembourg, and France. On Easter Sunday, Mussolini invaded Albania, plunging Italy into the war on the side of his friend Hitler. World War II had started. And once again, as in 1914, the Vatican became the island fortress of Christ, surrounded on all sides by war. Our duty to God is clear. We now have a radio station. We must make good use of it to bring comfort to prisoners of war and their families. We must establish an information center through which civilians can learn what is happening to their loved ones in occupied and war-torn countries all over the world. We must procure food and medical supplies for refugees, no matter who they are or where they are. The Vatican Radio beamed thousands of messages from prisoners of war to their families. Messages were beamed as far away from Europe as Australia and South Africa. And the Pope sent trainloads of food, 
and relief goods to refugees of all nationalities and creeds. I have been warned that Vatican City may be in some danger and have been requested to leave here for a safer place. I must say this. The Bishop of Rome does not wish to be the first to disobey the order which he himself has given. I have ordered all my bishops throughout the world to remain at their posts as good shepherds among their flocks in time of national distress. I shall remain at mine. Germany attacks the Soviet Union. Mussolini is delighted. Here was a chance to trap the Pope into applauding his partner, Hitler. He sent an emissary to the Pope. Your Holiness, you can see now that the fascist armies of Germany and Italy are engaged in a crusade against Bolshevism, the sworn enemy of the Catholic Church. Is it yet too much for us to ask your papal blessing? The Pope listened. He recalled Mussolini's boasts of national expansion, the invasion of Ethiopia, the Easter Sunday attack on Albania. And Mussolini waited, listening to the radio, hoping for the Pope's approval of the so-called anti-Bolshevik crusade. But papal approval never came, and Hitler fumed. Midsummer, 1943. The war was turning. The first bombs fell near Rome at the railroad center, then being used for military purposes by the Germans and Italians. Get my car. I want no escort. And give instructions for all the money we have on hand to be collected. Tell the finance department I am coming in person to pick it up. There were dignitaries waiting to see the Pope, but he scarcely noticed them in his haste to get to the bombed-out area, though he paused for a moment to excuse himself. I pray for your indulgence in this emergency. As long as the raids continue, I must share the fortunes of the people. We go now to an area that has been hit, we fear, devastated. The San Lorenzo area had been hit. Part of it was a smoking ruin. Weeping men and women turned to the Pope for comfort as he walked among them, comforting the injured, distributing money where it was most needed. And he prayed in silence while the people prayed out loud and in terror. A few days later, Mussolini lost his power, and Italy declared itself at war with her erstwhile partner. The Nazis occupied Rome and protected, as they termed it, the Vatican, surrounding it with machine guns. A Nazi officer went to see the Pope. 
Adolf Hitler, surprised your holiness, has protested our protection. Uh, nevertheless, he offers you a safe haven in Germany. I cannot accept such an offer. With the Nazis in control of Rome, the Italian Jews were subjected to persecution. A heavy fine was levied against them. But when the day for payment was due, the Jews were short of the amount the Germans wanted. What will happen to us? What happened to the Jews in Germany? But we're Italians. We are Jews. But if we can find the rest of the money... But we cannot find it. I know it and you know it. Then what is to become of us? We die because we are Jews. The amount needed was almost $10,000. The Jews received this amount in gold from Pope Pius XII, his personal contribution to the fine. God bless him. God bless him indeed. The Pope's help to the Jews infuriated the Nazis. They countered by robbing the Jews of all means of livelihood and taking away their homes. The Pope countered by giving shelter to the homeless Jews and by employing many of them within the walls of the Vatican. And he, who had so often blessed the world in Latin, in those days, was blessed in the Hebrew tongue. Meanwhile, the war dragged on as the Allies fought their way through Italy. The long, dark winter of 1943-44 comes. Vatican City is cut off from the world, its radio station silenced. The threat of Allied bombing now hangs over Rome. The Pope remained at his post, surrounded by a ring of hatred, unarmed, undefended. In November of 1943, four medium-sized bombs fell on Vatican City. There was damage, but no human casualties. But bombs had fallen where St. Peter once walked. June 1944, the Nazis evacuate Rome and the armies of liberation enter the Eternal City. Rome is set free. And on June 5th, Pius XII appeared on the Vatican balcony to bless the multitude gathered in the square below, civilians and allied military personnel. With profound gratitude, we pay our tribute to the Blessed Mother of God and our Mother, who has added new proof of her motherly love to her famous title, Mother of the Roman People. It will be eternally remembered in this city. And afterwards, day after day, the Pope received American and Allied soldiers. 
there was a group of Polish soldiers who had fought in the British Eighth Army, and upon being ushered into the Pope's presence, uttered in unison a most frightening warlike cry of greeting, then knelt before their Holy Father. And there were Americans, Catholic and non-Catholic, who met the Pope face to face and found him a warm, kindly, sympathetic man. Where are you from, my son? New York City, Your Holiness. Ah, yes, I spent some time there. I'm glad I had the opportunity of seeing your country. What regiment are you with? The Fifth Army, Your Holiness. I see you're a sergeant. Yes, Your Holiness, I'm attached to the uh, CID. What does that stand for? Criminal Investigation Division. I fear a great many crimes will have to be investigated, won't they, my son? I, uh, I don't know. I suppose they will. Have you ever been to Rome before? No, Your Holiness. Well, I understand the opera house is opened. I'm sure you'll find a great deal to see here. God bless you, my sons. We all have much to be grateful for. Thank you for coming to see me. We welcome you. <clears throat> he didn't ask them to what creed they belonged. He seemed like a very humble man in the sight of God. And the soldiers went away with a sense of having been face to face with a very real saint. He's quite a guy, huh? Yeah, quite a guy. The liberation of Rome did not see the end of the war. But the end was in sight. It came the following year. But the end of the fighting did not bring peace. Almost at once, the Soviet Union began its campaign against the West and against the Vatican. Moscow. The Soviet Union sees the Pope of Rome in the role of an American agent and a threat to world peace. The pattern was set. The Soviet government repudiated an agreement made during the war that Poland would be allowed to govern itself as soon as it was freed from Germany. Instead, Moscow established its own form of communist rule in Poland. Churches were violated and confiscated. Bishops and priests began to mysteriously vanish. Occasionally, the news leaked out that they had been tortured and murdered in Soviet-style prisons. The teaching of religion was outlawed, and thousands of persons caught practicing their religion were packed on trains and sent to labor camps in Siberia. God was a myth. Stalin, the Soviet leader, was the great giver. In Christ, we desire that raising your prayers, even for those who persecute you, you who suffer in many lands, will implore celestial light for minds that are darkened by hate and rancor. Go forward, armed with that which comes from heaven and is sustained by divine grace. Even while you suffer, 
give other peoples a splendid example of Christian strength, secure that Christ shall prevail. The homeless, the weary, the sick of ravaged Europe stared at the specter of communism, and many wavered. And Pius XII knew what they wanted most. The poor must be provided with housing, with food, and with work, or we are lost. And so began a new task for the Pope. For the church could not long flourish in a world ruled over by communism and its agents. And the world itself could not long survive if another war broke out. The vicar of Christ knows no duty more sacred, no mission more gratifying than that of being the unwearied advocate of peace. Thus we have acted in the past. Thus we shall act in the future. For as long as it shall please the divine founder of the church to leave on these frail shoulders the dignity and burden of supreme pastor. There were dark years ahead, in some respects years that were darker than even during the horror of the war just ended. And Pius XII, holding a crucifix in his slender hands, stepped forward to meet the future. to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymoor, Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at Ave Maria at atonementfriars.org. 
you can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.